You know, I had a perfect childhood, was raised in the Catholic Church. I finished high school. My dad coached every sports team I ever had. My parents are still married. I'm the oldest out of five kids. I'm 14 years older than my youngest brother. I'm 18 months than, older than the next to youngest daughter, so we're close. But my childhood was perfect. I just always had that feeling of wanting to fit in. I went to a Christian school for middle school my first year of high school. And I was 14 in ninth grade. And that's when I had my first drink with my Christian Academy friends. Some guys snuck us out many bottles of Crown Royal. At where I grew up on Hilton Head Island. And we have a huge... PGA golf tournament every spring, the week after the Masters, usually follows falls on Easter or spring break. So, yeah, that was um, my first drink. I actually left Christian Academy after ninth grade. I got in a little bit of trouble, but we'll have to get into that in another episode. Um, but I went back to the public school, 10th, 11th in 12th grade and that's where now that I look back is when I tried to fit in any what way like I went home from school to a very wholesome family every day um but the friends I clicked up with they were um what do you want to call them um a little different let's just say they were different than how I was raised and that's where um, my parents had no idea what I was even doing, like smoking weed and drinking and doing whatever my friends were doing because I thought it was the cool thing to do. I thought it was cool. The friend I had convinced me it was cool to show up at every party buzzed and being that was you, the life of the party. That, that's how you achieved that. And I just thought I was invincible. I was violent. I got in a lot of fights. I had to do a lot of community service. I got suspended from school. My sister, 18 months younger, um, was looking right at me doing the same stuff. And I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about her or my younger siblings. I lost a big chunk of my life. I look back now and I wish I enjoyed the moment and appreciated it and stuck with my sports in high school. And no matter I was with the friends, I wish I stuck with the other stuff, but you can't um, dwell on that. You have to move forward. And I'm very grateful I'm in a place I can look back and almost like take apart where things went wrong, what went wrong, like dissecting what drove me to my alcoholism and addiction. I definitely don't blame my parents, but they, I guess all parents at that time were kind of clueless to what our age, what our classmates and age group were kind of up to and what was like coming into this world. I mean, this was before like fentanyl and stuff, but like just how things were, I don't know. Um, but senior year of high school is when 
I met my first love. And he was a high school dropout who had just moved to the island, met him at a gas station. He had to pretend that he was 18, but he was 17 because DSS and stuff would get involved and he'd have to be like put in a foster home for a year. But um, he was a trust fund kid and his grandma would like set him up with money and an apartment. And this dude, um, this dude was selling drugs and making drugs and turning innocent people into drug addicts. And I hadn't, I was clueless, clueless, little altar girl, Christian girl that had no idea what was going on, but he was cute. And I went along with it. And I tried so many different drugs. Um, Drank a lot. We'd fight a lot. And that's where I think we found out that I was a violent drunk. Um, My first time going to jail was my senior year of high school. I was caught with alcohol at a gas station in a car. Went to jail. Got out. Went to school the next day. Um... Yeah, senior year is when it, like, really kicked off. But I did go to college. I went to school here. I went to the University of South Carolina Beaufort campus. It was a brand-new school. And I'm sorry I'm recording with my one-and-a-half-year-old in the background. But I really want to get this out, my story out. And I feel like you could listen to this driving down the road or on a road trip. But anyways, back to school. So I did go to college. I lived at home, but I like went in and out of my boyfriend's apartment, staying with him, trying to be on my own. Um, but I did, I did well in school. I, I balanced my party life and my school life and my undercover drinking. And I didn't think I had a problem and no one else at that time thought I had a problem. It didn't kick until like later, but, um, I wasn't really into, like, drug drugs, but I was having a good time. And actually, we did do a lot of bad stuff, now that I think of it. I think I, like, blocked that part out of my life. But anyways, third year of college, wasn't really feeling my major. Wasn't really feeling what I was doing. Um, Plus, I was about to turn 21, The guy I was dating, we broke up. We went spring break Panama City. That was wild. That's where the Xanax kicked in. That's where blackouts started. I was 20, fake ID. And then um, the guy, my high school sweetheart, ended up going to prison. He ended up doing eight years. But I broke up with him right before I turned, right before that trip. And then um, the undiagnosed alcoholism started. Here I am, a college dropout. The day I turned 21, the restaurant I worked at was like, do you want to bartend? I'm like, hell yeah. So the day I turned 21, I bartended, started bartending. And um, that kind of explains for itself, bartending on a... Resort Island, gosh, I can't even describe it because I don't even remember half of it. Blew so much money, 
just wild, wild times. But let's fast forward a little bit. So, um, I have had my fair share of breakups. Um, it's usually me getting dumped. My first love, I walked in on him with another girl. Um, but I finally thought I had found somebody in my mid-20s. And he was a good guy. Completely different from all the guys I've dated before. But here I am, self-sabotaging. Drinking turns into crazy fights and violent, violent me. And, um... It would turn into, Krista, you can't have liquor at the bar. And I'd beg, beg, beg for shots. And then the the night would go the way we thought it would if I, if we didn't do the no shot rule. Um, but anyways, he left me while I was at work one day. He took my dog, my TV, texted me, said I moved out. Broke my freaking heart. And that's where it really really spiraled really bad um and then I met somebody his name was Brian um we had some wild fun together for a a month and then the night of my last drink happened and that is a whole episode of its own so I hope I got you hooked and ready to hear what happens on episode two, my last drink, and I went to jail, and it's a very, very good story. So I hope you subscribe. Thanks.